guys, welcome back to our Sunday episode. Obviously, this is going to be a big one because we are going into elections on this week and we're going to be covering them live as well. So make sure you stay tuned. We're going to be um, here throughout the night in the UK. We're going to be covering the US presidential elections and I think it's going to be mega exciting. So let's go into FX forecast and so you guys are prepared for the week to come. And guys, don't forget to thumbs up, comment and subscribe if you enjoy the content and it helps you prepare for your week ahead. So as we can get started, Euro dollars, my arch nemesis. Last week we were saying that we were going back to buying and we are now back to selling. Uh, we've been staying clear of Euro against the US dollar for quite some time now, um, just because it is ridiculously choppy. And we mentioned last week in the forecast that, you know, if we are pound US dollar short, theoretically, we should be euro US dollar short uh, because of the correlation. And from my point of view, that's why we um, said that we would step aside and would leave euro dollar alone. So we are expecting the move to um, be continuing uh, bearish and following uh, the pound against US dollar. However, we won't be touching it until we actually see this low taken out here because I think it's it's too many times it's been going up, it's been going down. And so if our predictions of the chop aren't that great, it's definitely worthwhile waiting for a clear direction. So what do we expect to happen when we go down to the 15 minutes? We've actually seen some sort of great levels and breakdowns here with cluster. Um, you can see as the trend is quite established and formed throughout the week, confirming the downwards move. We had multiple cluster entries here, um, helping um, individuals um, plot their entries and potential exits. Um, and then we saw this great sort of consolidation period before we saw the kind of confirmed breakdown to the downside. Um, what a move we had indeed once we took out the lows here. It was nothing stopping euro, US dollar, pushing the markets downwards. And then um, going on to Friday, you could see how um, price came up to the UK pivot point. Cluster signalled that this could now include further selling and the markets have continued to sell off. Question is, will they go down and break these lows? Overall, again, we are bearish on this. My prediction of this is uh, that we will see some definite chop coming into this, um, but we're staying clear of euro against the US dollar, um, just like last week, just because the daily isn't as clear cut as some of the other majors that we're going to be focusing on. So as we move on to pound against the US uh, dollar, our prediction last week was 100% correct. Um, we did predict last week that we would see um, selling off um, starting to happen in pound against the US dollar and um, we have been bearish even though the moving averages have been to the upside. Um, this was again down to the fact that we expected to see some negative news coming out from Brexit of rumours and shorting into those, um, you know, nothing new sort of beneficial news um, you know, without anything confirmed, really. Elliot will go into this a little bit more when we um, go into we're not the fun. Brexit yeah. this week. Yeah, we're, until we're we had enough of Brexit. Until we go into <laughs> no, the no, fundamentals. We're not talking Brexit. Brexit's not being mentioned this week. Okay, fine. Brexit won't be mentioned. <laughs> but game plan is exactly the same. Yeah. Pound against US dollar. Um, looking to short sell into spikes. Um, my short sell there on the far left. Um, taking the position. Got two lower highs formed here off of this spike. 
was waiting for the day to settle down. Um, as I saw it start to break out of these uh, this sort of low formed, I thought that was it. I'm, I'm involved. I want to get short. Uh, the trend was up again. I'm not really an individual that trades against the trend, um, but in this case, fundamentals for me, I always feel um, come first over technicals. So I maintained my short holding position. Um, was filled with confidence the next day once um, we saw that uh, price was rejecting, um, coming up to the pivot point multiple times, rejecting, where um, traders could look to have joined my um, my short position as well, um, just because um, you know we had the trend then confirmed that it was moving into a downtrend. Lower highs were formed, and then from then on for the rest of the week we had absolutely amazing entries um, getting formed from the cluster. Another again potential entry here. Uh, price was rejecting off of the pivot point which was fantastic. Um, we saw that quite clearly. Um, and then we had that happening again, where price came back up to the same level previously and then sold off as well. And again, we had it the next day as well, going straight down into this massive sell-off. Um, I didn't think the market would actually go and break down that far, so I closed my position out at S2 when I saw the consolidation. Um, it did go further down to S3, um, but hey, you can't you can't get the top and the bottom. Reasonable move throughout the week. Um, could have got probably a lot more pips actually just by getting in and out on the cluster entries and signals, um, which was um, something that I should have looked at doing. But had a busy week, so held on to the one trade. Um, we then had price uh, move up on Thursday, um, rejecting this level that we saw previously. Um, old old support becoming resistance again. Cluster was on fire this week with um, signaling these uh, turning points, allowing for traders to join back into this and follow it back off to the previous low. Looking at Friday's price, um, you can see that we were looking for price to come slightly higher, form a level up here, um, off of this previous um, sort of support zone, off of um, uh, the Thursday pivot point, and then look to continue its move to the downside so anything can happen this week because obviously we have the elections coming in so we expect um, volatility to come into um, the US dollar um, however again I'll let Elliot go over this from a technical point of view I'm still bearish on pound US dollar I would love to see another spike ideally a lot higher where I can do these um, uh, shorten into spikes as you've seen now for two weeks I've been shortening into these spikes and it's been panning out and working out really nice for me so let's move on to US dollar against the Japanese yen um, just want to say you know I don't want to fill my boots but last uh, forecast that we did I spoke about how pound US dollar I expect it to be bearish I expect there to be um, short selling coming into play and we was 100% right on that now on US dollar yen I said the same thing I said you know last week when we was looking was around here and we said that now I expect um, price to sell off to the 104 level price came straight back down to the 104 level just like we was talking about and we have seen it bounce off again um, I expect that to happen again I don't know if we'll see the break it might be the US election that causes the break of the 104 level but in the meantime, I am predicting a potential move back up to the moving averages before we sell off again on the US dollar against the Japanese yen. But my, my um, overall analysis for this is to maintain shorts. Obviously, very conscious of that 104 level. So I'd feel a bit more comfortable shorting in if we saw price move slightly higher this week. So looking at the US dollar against the Japanese yen on the 15 minute time frame, I've drawn this um, 
almost like this box zone, which is the 104 level. And you can see that when it hits this sort of zone, it doesn't just reject it slowly. It, it bounces off of it quite aggressively. And as you can see along here, and then it came down and touched um, on a Friday as well. And we're expecting this sort of um, uh, price action to start move slightly higher before we get comfortable to start looking to short sell into the US dollar against the Japanese yen. So looks very fundamentally driven um, when we hit the 104 level and you can see price just absolutely smashing higher off of that zone. And it's becoming a well-respected level now because we've tested this for a few weeks now on the go and we are definitely seeing selling um, coming back into this more aggressively each time. As you can see, if I go back to the daily, the um, the rallies to the upside are getting smaller. So you can see that the moves that we're getting off of these levels going back up, going back up are getting smaller and smaller. So yeah, it'd be very interesting because I think we was an analyzing this when we was looking at this price around yeah, here, weren't we? Yeah. And saying yeah. that we'd be cautious of the 104 level. And then we saw it come up and it didn't come up as high as it did previously. And now we've come back down to the same level. And I, again, don't expect price to come up as um, high as it did before. So we are seeing very much momentum moving into the sell side. But that could all change this week depending on the election. So this is a massive caution week. Um, of what to expect with the elections and for especially those guys that are trading that are new you want to take this week as a learning curve with a pinch of salt and you want to stay tuned with exactly what is going on and again we'll be covering the US elections live giving you an update of expectations what we're looking at and how they are going so um, don't miss us for that insane late night uh, make sure you get the pizza in and you are watching us. It'll be roughly from 2 a.m. UK time to about 7 a.m. UK time. That's how dedicated we are to bring you guys good content. So that's US dollar against the Japanese yen. Again, we are looking for shorts, but we are waiting for a little bit of a move higher because we don't want to short going into this 104 level. So I'm going to hand over to Elliot, who's going to be giving us a wrap up of the fundamentals in the market and also what to expect this week. So, yeah, looking at the week that's just gone, uh, it's been another well, interesting news driven week. Uh, we've had loads of stuff coming out. Um, Covid wave two is very much back on the cards. You know, we've seen France go back into national lockdown this week. Um Boris has got a lot of pressure over here in the UK to go uh, put us in like a, a circuit breaker, they're calling it, for sort of two weeks. They want to do a national-wide lockdown. Uh, he's obviously, at the moment, still sort of uh, refusing to go down that route, uh, sticking with the um, postcode lockdowns. And, you know, we're seeing more and more places move up into Tier 2 and now Tier 3 as well. Um, but, yeah, looking at COVID across the world, we've had, on Thursday, we had over 500,000 cases um, across across the globe, uh, which is a new daily record. I think it was around 546,000 or something ridiculous. And in the US alone, we had 91,000, uh, which again is the record daily cases. So cases are definitely back on the rise. Um, politicians and traders are more interested in looking at sort of how that's converting into deaths and the, you know, sort of hospital, um, you know, if there's a strain on the NHS and hospitals around these countries, that's where they're looking to sort of go into lockdown because they can sort of put up with the cases. Uh, it's just when they start putting like strain and stress onto the, the healthcare systems that they can't operate um, effectively. 
So I think that has, you know, led to a lot of selling we've seen in the US markets and the European markets. You know, Dow is down over around 10% since uh, the, the previous swing high this week. Um, Germany as well, that the DAX is down over, I think, about 14%. So big, big selling this week in the, in the um, equity markets. Uh, on Thursday, Thursday was quite, quite a busy day. We had uh, the ECB, they left their rates and stimulus unchanged, uh, but Lagarde came out and said that they're looking to uh, provide additional stimulus in December. Didn't really give any specifics on numbers, uh, so the traders will be looking out for that. Uh, that did cause a bit of buying to come back into the markets. We also saw on Thursday, we saw record GDP numbers out of the US, 33%. So obviously there was expecting a bounce, but this was a better than expected uh, bounce. Obviously Trump, you know, got on his high horse tweeting, left, right, centre, yeah, which... Biggest you know, growth ever. Yeah, of course, for Q3. <laughs> so uh, again, that sort of helped with that sentiment boosting. We saw a bit of rallying come back into um, equities across Europe and the US in the afternoon. However, in the evening, we then had a lot of earnings come out of the, the big tech. So we had Apple, Google, Amazon, Facebook, and uh, Twitter, and Netflix also reporting um, on, on uh, Thursday. So we had a couple of misses. So Apple missed their iPhone sales estimate, saw that sell off about 4-5%. Uh, Facebook and Amazon beat expectations, but their outlook was gloomy, which then also caused them to sell off. Uh, so sort of worrying about times ahead. Um, Amazon as well was not expecting a, a great Q4, which I think traders were hoping for and saw a bit of weakness come back in that after it initially sort of pumped and dumped. It almost looked like one of those, you know, penny stocks, both Facebook and Amazon sort of rallied up on the initial and then they sort of came straight back down and further. Alphabet was the only sort of star performer out of the four um, and they saw a rebound in advertising spending, which I believe they were up around 12, 13 percent um, not long after the uh, th they reported. So, but this then led to more selling overnight in uh, equities. We saw lower lows on um, the Dow, on the NASDAQ. Um, and that sort of coupled with the stimulus packages not happening now before the election. Um, so that's pretty much been confirmed. Um, but Trump is, you know, hasn't held Trump back from saying it's going to be the best stimulus, stimulus package ever seen after the election. Uh, he's so confident that he's going to get in and he's going to get more control of the house, uh, which will you know help them push their own uh, deal through. Um, and Pelosi is also saying that a deal can be done before the new uh, president is in before January. So yeah, the election's heating up. There's a lot going on this week and it's only going to get more volatile as we sort of enter next week. Um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be. It, this is like that week every four years <laughs> that bring some sort of mass excitement to traders again like i was saying just earlier you want to be if you've not experienced an election um be very cautious because you can see huge moves um i mean when, in 2016 when trump got in what was the what was the move we saw to the downside and then to the upside was it it was a good 15 massive, 15 20 yeah. percent move yeah i can't remember the exact yeah it's it on the same percentage yeah. we can we can get the chart up um for people to see yeah. but yeah it was you know, that morning when it was like he came out and did his speech. Yeah, and then just um, was going. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't declare war on the world. That was yeah, <laughs> that's what basically they were worried he didn't about, say that, yeah. yeah. And we declare war on China. <laughs> this is an interesting graphic I saw on Zero Hedge. It's, um, it's a website we read quite a lot of news content on. Um take what you take what you will from that. Um there's you know, basically predicting a the 
people that are talking and saying their votes, you know, in the polls and stuff like that, we're seeing Democrats ahead. Um, however, they're saying, you know, does Trump have the silent majority? The Republican voters that are voting for Trump, you know, don't want people to know about it. Um, it's a big iceberg here. I was listening about that literally on the way in today. And um, they was talking about um, how they just don't believe that's a thing anymore, the silent majority, because is the amount of online polls that were done is like, why would they be silent in anonymous yeah. online polls? But you know, I, I agree. I think that, you know, you're going to see them come out in the masses on Tuesday. Yeah, and we talked about it as well last week, the sort of the key voting areas or demographics, um, you know, that have been getting the press. So sort of the new young voters and then the Hispanics as well, that sort of they've seen record number of voters coming in. Um, yeah, so it's going to be it's going to be interesting and it's going to be fun to cover it on, uh, well, next Tuesday. Yeah. Um, yeah, it should be good. So looking at the Dow, <laughs> uh, this is on the four hour. Uh, so last week we were saying if we saw a break, Back above, um, so well, yeah, we were b around here somewhere. We were looking for a break above twenty-eight thousand five hundred, um, which we thought would then see the the bulls back in charge and take it around to twenty-nine thousand. That didn't happen, and we just saw, you know, mass selling sort of pretty much this whole week. You know, small pullbacks, but nothing really where the bulls have really taken charge. It's been um, very much a bears week. Um, you know, not surprising to see in the week leading up to the election and obviously with COVID coming back in, you know, it's it's no wonder why risk off. Why would you want to be buying equities right now? So much uncertainty with the election and so much uncertainty with COVID. However, there has been some good news in terms of vaccines coming out, if you believe it. You know, Trump was coming out saying that they want to get vaccines, you know, out early next year. Um, hey, Pfizer came out and said that they... Um that they think that they would have a vaccine in the US by the end of the year. Yeah. So, yeah. but then, that, so yeah, small numbers and then by April, large. Um, I think the whole of the US, he was saying. But again, it's a lot of it is election talk as well. It's very hard to sort of clarify what's true, um, reliable when it's yeah. coming out of Trump's mouth. Obviously, there's the other one, Moderna. Moderna, I don't know how you say it. They're also yeah, Moderna, Moderna, yeah, coming out with a vaccine for early next year. So yeah, we've seen a big, big sell-off in U.S. markets and UK. Well, and UK uh, obviously, FTSE again. Yeah, said it obviously, I mean, obviously, just on that note of vaccines, Russia's already done it. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're just—they're not giving it to Russian citizens. They're giving it to India, <laughs> to 150 it, yeah. million people or something like that. Now, like, let's see how it works over there. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. So, in terms of technical levels, we're looking at 26,000 at the moment on Dow. So if that's broken. That was the the, that's, that level hasn't been hit. You can see on the chart here since sort of the end of um, July. So if that level's broken, uh, then we could see more selling, stronger selling come back in towards 25,500. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting what happens. I, You know, I don't want to call it at the moment. It's just so mad. Um, I'm just sticking with momentum. So if we're seeing strong selling, I'm looking for entries and sells. If strong buying comes back in, I'm looking at entries for buys. I don't think you can really second guess the market at the moment. It's just sort of yeah. jumping on. You know the moves are so big. Even if you catch like a sell halfway through, you're gonna you're gonna clean up. Um, yeah. Like I say, I like to keep my stops tight in this sort of environment. Just because if I if I'm wrong, I know like you know you're gonna be wrong pretty much straight away. Um, especially when you're looking to buy, you know, or sell on pullbacks. I should say. 
um, you know, if you're looking to sell here, you can have a pretty tight stop. If it breaks back through that level, you know it's just going to go back up to here. So obviously, going into next week, we're going to see more and more volatility come back into the market. Um, and it's sort of, you know, sticking with the momentum rather than trying to sort of second guess the market. Um, and, you know, you can be sort of, you're going to see big moves. So it's just being careful, you know, making sure your risk management is on point, um, not jumping into trades without stop losses and just leaving them. Uh, you could come back and wipe your account. Uh, you know, it's volatile times, but it's exciting. Uh, but yeah, just keep your ears and eyes open to the news, what's going on. You know, have your Twitter feeds updated. Um, yeah, just keep an eye out, basically, and join our live stream. Yeah, definitely. I mean, for me personally, obviously, using Beast Mode, I've, I've, turned, my, I've turned Beast Mode off just because of the volatility, and I'll, I'll, I'll be turning my manual. I won't be trading manually or automated on... Um, on the Dow Jones until the elections is over. I think you can go either way at the moment in time. There's so many factors in this election that's um, new in history. It's the biggest spending ever in um, electoral history. Um, and it's probably looking at the most voters ever as well yeah. in, in history. They're saying Record just in mail-in ballots yeah. was the more than the entire voters in 2016 already. So, yeah, it's, there's a lot to take into account in this election. You've got a very split nation. Um, you have got um, two very, very different characters and two huge amounts of spending budgets. And um, when you look at it with COVID as well coming into play and the pandemic, you don't know which way voters are going to go. Are they going to go based off of who's doing better for the economy or who they think is going to do better for the pandemic? So, um, yeah, very interesting space. And for me, I'll be sitting on the sidelines on, on the Dow. So upcoming next week, I mean, we don't need to mention it really, US election. Uh, we obviously, we're going to be doing a live stream, so check that out. Yeah, we'll, uh, be, here, we'll be here from 2 a.m. to about 7 a.m. So make sure you join us. Um, we're obviously here providing the news for you guys so you can make the most out of the elections and uh, the most out of the volatility. In other news, we've also got um, two interest rate decisions out next Thursday, uh, Bank of England and the Fed, and then NFP on Friday. However, you know, we just expect the election to take sort of limelight. Um, yeah, definitely. It'd be interesting to see how far non-farm payrolls goes on Friday as well, because obviously we still have the mail-in ballots that well, we assume that will be counted by then. I think it was like California, which has got the ridiculous extension where it doesn't even need to. They don't need to give their mail-in ballots until December the third or something like that, which is really far away. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see how the news over the period as well affects um, the the overall state. But it, it, it depends if it's a massive wave or not on the elections, doesn't it? Yeah. If it's close, then these mail-in ballots are going to count. If it's absolutely a whitewash to either side, then they don't really matter that much. But it is going to probably be one of the most volatile weeks that we have ever seen um, whilst we've been covering the forecasting period, really, hasn't it? Yeah, so as we say every week, we say, oh, it's going to be another volatile week. We, we really mean it, this one. This one is going to be more volatile. Or should it just be dead now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there'll be nothing, won't it? It'll be like uh, someone... someone Flat so, yeah, yeah. It definitely won't be. There will be some huge amount of volatility um, US elections again is one of the most exciting periods to uh, trade um, and especially if you have never had the opportunity to trade it be very very cautious if you're an experienced trader you know what you're doing and we'll be here covering uh, the US elections live for you um, giving you as much uh, details as possible 
And um, yeah, enjoy. And we'll see you on Tuesday for um, Tuesday night, late night, early Wednesday morning to uh, trade the US elections. Make sure you're fresh and ready. And uh, let's go make the most out of whoever's going to be the next president. Guys, thanks so much for watching our forecasting video. Don't forget to thumbs up, comment and subscribe. And obviously, the winner for the giveaway is announced in the pinned comment above. The last week's winner nearly, nearly missed out on claiming it. Oh, they claimed it literally yesterday. Oh, okay. And um, we was going to double up the cash prize this week. But um, yeah, you, you check the pinned comments. Your name will be in there. And um, congratulations for winning. And obviously, there'll be another link in there to enter into the next giveaway. Make sure you make the most out of these episodes and get that cash, guys. So, guys, don't forget to thumbs up, comment, and subscribe. And I'll see you early Wednesday morning slash late Tuesday night for the US election, guys. Peace out.